Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Oh, well, we're live. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. I'm trying to get this off of my screen. Sorry about that. Let's get started. Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey, you guys, I am Kristen Cantrell, and this is Moms in Real Estate. I'm Angela Fazio, and today's guest is Emily Curry. And we're going to be diving into what it's like to be a female in commercial real estate and hearing all about Emily's story. So, Emily, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me today. Uh, My name is Emily Curry. I've been in uh, commercial real estate for about 13 years, been in real estate for 15 years. Um, and I'm currently at Collier's and I focus on office, healthcare, and flex properties. That's, That's fun. It. Yep. You know what? We yes. get, I can't wait to hear all about this because we get questioned all the time all by the time. agents mm-hmm. who are trying to say, should I focus on commercial? Should I focus on residential? What's the difference? I know what my answer has been, but I'm just <laughs> right. excited to compare and contrast with what your actual experience is. Sure. No, I'm excited to dive into it and um, talk all about it and the differences and how fun it is, as you guys know, to be in real estate in general, but how difficult it can be to be a woman in it as well. So were you like when you first started and you decided to go commercial, were you debating like, am I going to go residential or commercial? Or were you like, I know I want to be a commercial real estate agent? So uh, I started in residential and the commercial part, I think, kind of happened um, maybe kind of by accident, but, you know, fell in my lap and I loved it from the minute I started. So I started in commercial around 2000 or I'm sorry, in residential around 2005. And then a couple of years into that is when the crash happened. So mm-hmm. I was just out of college and I needed some more stable income and an opportunity and commercial came up. And at the time I was a coordinator for a team, so it had a salary with it. But I really took the opportunity to learn as much as I could and I loved it. So it helped on both fronts because I had some stable income and then I was able to learn, you know, one side of the business. So that was 
That was great. So what tell tell us start to tell us like the things that are really similar and things that are really different about commercial and residential. <laughs> um, I guess from similarities, I mean it it's similar information, right? You're you're digging into property information. Um, from the sales side, it's you know it's a similar process, but um, in commercial, it's, there's a lot more leasing I think than there are probably rentals, um, and it's more driven on you know, demographics or traffic counts or location. And I know location is everything, you know, even for residential, but um, there's, you know, income to be considered when a property is purchased. So there's just a lot of factors that go into it that, you know, when you buy a house, it's for your, usually yourself, sometimes for an investment. So it's a little different process, but from an investment standpoint, you're looking at, you know, your rate of turn, your cap rates, the investment that's there, the type of tenants that are there. Um, in the medical world, you're looking at your proximity to your hospitals, you're looking at the synergy between the tenants, if there's, you know, a referral system sort of that you can refer to other types, you know, practices or specialties. So a lot of that goes into it that I think is different from, you know, the commercial side to the residential side. Well, and you, you bring up like an example in the medical industry when you're helping, you know, them find properties. And that's something that you particularly have specialized in. So as a commercial agent, is it typical for people to say, I'm gonna focus in these areas? Absolutely. Um, I work with Alexandra, who's another, you know, she's a powerhouse female at my shop and she does exclusively healthcare. She's been doing healthcare for a long time. She's, you know, very knowledgeable in that. And that's really been her sole focus. I've done more on the office side, but yeah, it's, it's not uncommon. Uh, there are different asset types to focus on. So we have industrial specialists, we have multifamily specialists specialist, you know, office specialist. So you kind of focus on one area and there's certainly some overlap, but again, that's probably a little bit different. I, you know, residential, they may focus on areas of the valley, but we focus more on a specialty type and then sometimes like a region or a, you know, a submarket. So I would think, and I don't know this at all, but if you say focus on the medical area mm -hmm. of commercial real estate, do you also have to um, get really familiar with different kinds of medical equipment and the way that things are configured internally yeah. or no, just the. Absolutely. Yeah. Your flow of your space, your zoning, a lot of times plays a role in that because, you know, ambulatory or surgery centers, there's a difference there. Um, there's been some conversion or adaptive reuse between like a Walgreens converting it to like a surgery center. So that's been kind of neat to see. Um, but yes, you do have to really understand that. I mean, your your equipment can play into your you know electrical usage or the flow of how you want your patients to go. So you start to understand more of how these practices, because there's a lot of similarities between them and how they they want their space laid out. You you know you network with you know there are architects that focus on you know medical. There's all, all different, you know, aspects of the deal can be focused on that. So walk us through like, you know, back in your early days, like how did you mm -hmm. build your business and how, like, how did you prospect? Like, what did that look like? Um, so it's funny. I mean, back in, let's see, 08, 2008 is when I started in commercial. So that was more focused on calling. You build your list. We had an, uh, I worked for an investment broker who did all asset types, but just solely on the investment um, selling side of it. And so, you know, we were building our lists there. When we switched to leasing, it was, I did a lot in the Midtown or the CBD market. So we looked at a lot of, like we were tracking leases, looking at um, tenants in the towers uh, along Central Avenue. So we did what we call stacking plans where you're you're looking at, you know, who occupies what square footage and, and the types of tenants in those. Sometimes you'd have lease expiration. So 
you know, you prospect a lot of times based on a lease expiration. Um, and then on the sales side, you might prospect based on how long they've owned it. Or, you know, if you lease the property up to 100%, that might be at the point when they're going to sell it. A lot of times that's what we try to do um, on the leasing side is if we want to lease it up and then help them sell it and get the best price that we can for it. So that's sort of the process or the, the cycle it usually takes. Would you say um, that, so, so when I'm, I might totally expose myself as not knowing what the hell I'm talking about, but <laughs> no, when, I talk, when I talk to agents, I tend to say things like, well, do you, do you enjoy the process of, of being strategic and details more or the emotional kind of interaction, relational activities? Because I think residential is more, you got to deal with the emotions of people, yes. like the people yep. part. And with commercial, sure, there's people involved, but there's so many other details and strategies are involved in that process. Is that accurate, would you say? Absolutely. Um, I was talking to actually an agent that uh, is at EXP Akash that we talked about earlier, Kristen, yeah. and he was uh -huh. talking about, we talked about uh, buyer's letters. I just sold a historic property in Mesa and we got these letters from buyers like explaining. We don't typically get that a lot. I mean, this was a historic property, but I was joking with Akash. I was like, I don't, we don't typically get, it's usually just like, these are the, you know, <laughs> we do the pro forma, the investment strategy, and that's what makes sense. So um, that one was a little different and I'm not saying those are bad. I just, we don't encounter those every day. Like I, I've heard you do in the residential world. So can you imagine, can you imagine Emily if I were like, Dear Emily, please pass the I love that corner medical space with all my right. heart. I have to have it. <laughs> That's the tough thing. Lynn, it's it's hard, right? You don't want to, I mean, I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but at the same time, it came down to the seller's decision. And I don't know that the letters really had an impact. It's it's so different, I guess, in that way in commercial. Yeah, it totally, yeah, that's so crazy. So <laughs> tell us, like, um, like, I, I'm I'm losing my train of thought, but what was I just thinking? I don't know. Um, you were thinking. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what you were thinking. <laughs> I mean, I love you, but <laughs> I totally just had a question, and then like it went out of my mind. I do have another question about about okay. the whole thing. Would you sure. Would you say like I think in in terms of disc profile? Do you know that about oh, yeah. that? Do you know that at all? So the like way. there's the disc profile, the personality. Uh, mm -hmm. So yes. do you know what your disc profile is? You know what I did? I took it when I first came to Collier's and years ago at another shop, but I honestly couldn't oh, tell you what a, a lot of my. She's a D. <laughs> I think she's a D. I don't think DSC. I don't even think that I would be able to do commercial because I don't have any attention to detail. Yeah. I and know. don't you have to have a, a large she measure? Said, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I'm sure it's the same in residential, but yeah, there are a lot of, uh, I guess, moving pieces and. I, I mean, I know every residential deal is different, but every tenant deal is different too, just in terms of, I guess, their financial background and, and the goals they're trying to achieve and what the landlord's trying to achieve. So, I mean, it is, it's just every deal really is structured very uniquely. Okay, I know what I was gonna ask. Okay, so, <laughs> good job. <laughs> so we, we talked about this earlier, was just kind of, um, it's like a man's world in commercials. So tell us what it's like being a female in that industry. Um, I mean, I will say it, it was tough to transition. Like I said, I started kind of in a team support role, um, but I knew I wanted to be a broker. I was getting the experience, but it, it's it's not, I guess, you, I work in a corporate environment, but it's not like a typical corporation where there's, I guess, kind of this ladder that you climb. It's like I was either support or I was going to be a broker. And, and making that transition was, you know, a little scary, but uh, I've never looked back since doing it. 
Um, I had a great teacher to start with, so I think that helped. And um, I certainly admire those who are going to ask questions and interview people um, because I said that's all you can do is just talk to people. If you're really thinking about getting into it, you just have to talk to them about their journey and how to get through it. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm part of AZ Crew, which is a, a women's commercial real estate um, group, and they put out a survey, uh, I think last year, but their findings were there was only 37% of women in commercial real estate. So that's a pretty low amount. Yeah. And like we've talked about, there's a lot of people in residential, I think, who are moms for the flexibility yeah. and, and just, you know, the fun environment, but it's very different on the commercial side. So is it flexible on the commercial side? It is. Yeah. You, I mean, and I think we, we probably work more traditional hours. Like I don't tour a lot or show space a lot on the weekends. I have before, but that's not usually when it is where I think in residential and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're showing it kind of when people are out of work or when they have time to probably in maybe not the off hours, but in different hours. So ours is kind of typically an eight to five type schedule, but that's certainly not, you know, set like a corporate, um, I guess a corporate setting would be. So like, and, and you obviously like didn't have kids when you got into it and then you had kids, you know, once you were already yeah. in commercial real estate, what did that look like? So that was probably one of, you know, the, one of the second toughest hurdles there was, you know, making the jump to being a broker and then everybody thinking you're still like the marketing person or something, you know, so then you've got to kind of establish that identity as a broker and then having kids in it, you know, I, I really didn't take a lot of time off. Um, I guess the good thing is we, you know, we can work from home. There's a lot you can do from home, but um, I guess, you know, I was sad. I didn't get a lot of time with my kids, but I felt like there was momentum in my career at that point that I didn't want to stop because it's a lot harder to stop that and then come back years later and get started again. I mean, you really have to keep up with market trends and ownership and tenants in the market. And when you are out of that, you know, it just makes it harder. It's not impossible, but it's harder. So I really, you know, powered through that and didn't take a lot of maternity leave. I remember touring a property with a baby, you know, strapped to my chest that was like a week old and I was walking them through for a, you know, a tour to take a property to the market to sell. So um, and I had done a lot of the leasing, so I wanted to be there, but I mean, that that's tough and that's just, you do what you got to do. Yeah. I think that's, I think that, um, you just brought up something really, really, that I don't think anybody else has brought up because we talked to moms in real estate. That's the name of the show. <laughs> I think it's interesting to, to point out that sometimes most of the time, if you want to keep momentum in your business or even start momentum, you can't stop. You could slow and maybe change mm -hmm. and maybe do some things a little differently. But when you stop, that is monumental, even in residential, because mm -hmm. you're not prospecting, yeah. you're not keeping up with things. And it's so, so, so much harder to get back in the swing of things, which is why some sure. people get so frustrated and give up because mm -hmm. they, they just stopped instead of changing. Yeah, oh, I like that. it's like when you're you stop working out and to get back in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. so yeah, hard. Mm -hmm. That's like when you stop drinking wine. It's just I've never <laughs> done that. <laughs> I love that. No, yeah, I, I do think it is. I've seen some people come back and it, it just it really does. It can be difficult to get back into it. And I'm not seeing them last as long as if you just keep going. So yeah, I wow, made the choice to do that. That's yeah, really that's, that's really a great wise. point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think this was awesome because I, I honestly, like I tell you all the time, Emily, like you're like my only commercial real estate friend and I have so many real estate friends. So I'm like, I love hearing just that other perspective. Cause even like, 
I've spent six years building relationships with real estate agents and I never have any commercial agents mm -hmm. to refer to. So no, nope. I've loved I know some, but not very many I like. Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> there you go. Love getting to reconnect no. with you and have you on here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on here. I appreciate that and hope we can work together on a commercial deal in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. if anybody wants to reach out to you too, um, tell them how they can get a hold of you if they have a, a commercial referral. Um, so I have a web page on colliers.com. You can just search my name, Emily Curry at Colliers. Um, but my email address is emily.curry at colliers.com. Um, and you can always reach me on myself, 480-721-4889. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that information. Yeah. I know it would help me. <laughs> right. Yeah, it definitely would. It's definitely very helpful. Absolutely. Right. Thank you everyone for watching. We're so excited for you to watch every Thursday um, at Moms in Real Estate. Great. Thanks, guys. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.